Everybody, my name's Chris, aka Slurd Nerd. How much did you fight with your siblings, if you have one? I was an only child, so I don't really have a good grasp on all that, though it seems like most siblings fight a lot as kids, but usually grow out of it as adults. But we're going to talk about two characters today that have mostly survived a dragon-sized brotherly feud. Of course, I am talking about Hanzo and Genji. Typically, I separate our characters' histories out, but since these two are so intertwined, I'll be doing things just a little bit differently in this episode. But first, we have to travel way back in the past to set the stage for what's to come. Centuries ago, there was Clan Shimada, a family of assassins skilled in martial arts, swordplay, and archery. As their power and influence grew, they became a criminal empire that survived the years by trading in illegal drugs and weapons. Catching up to modern times, the Shimada clan's home of Hanamura had become a thriving district as a larger city had built up around its success, and Hanzo was the eldest son of the Shimada clan leader. As such, he had been groomed since birth to take his father's place, excelling in leadership, strategy, and the ancient martial arts practices as were custom. Genji, on the other hand, grew up with a life of privilege and luxury rather than being expected to work hard like his brother. And although he did practice martial arts and was extremely proficient in his own right, he spent most of his time enjoying a rich playboy lifestyle. Many members of the clan considered Genji to be too much of a liability and resented the fact that Hanzo and Genji's father was protective of the younger son, never reining him in or setting limits. But all of this was about to change. Once their father died, Hanzo gladly stepped into his role as head of the clan, but the elders immediately began using their influence to show Hanzo that his brother Genji was too carefree and should be stepping up as a leader. Hanzo began to pressure his younger brother. Although Genji had enjoyed the life that the clan had brought, he still had no interest in their criminal trade. This angered Hanzo and created a divide between the two brothers. Tensions continually arose until the brothers finally came to blows in a battle that left Genji's body in ruins. Hanzo's heart was shattered at what he had done, and, believing Genji dead, rejected the clan and his father's legacy. He vowed never to pick up a sword again, but instead took up his bow and quiver to travel the world seeking ways to restore his honor and escape the horrible things that he had done. He would only return to his home once a year to light incense and reflect on his lost brother, despite the Shimada clan sending assassins to kill him each time. What Hanzo didn't know is that Genji survived, although just barely. Apparently, the Shimada clan had been on the radar of Overwatch, who observed their movements from afar, waiting for the right time to strike and take the criminal organization down. Agents had been on alert when the altercation between the two Shimada brothers took place, and they recognized an opportunity. Maybe they could acquire Genji to take the clan down from the inside. However, to their horror, Hanzo cut down the younger brother. Overwatch quickly recovered what was left of Genji Shimada's body and found he was still alive. He was placed under the care of Dr. Angela Zegler, codenamed Mercy, who used her advanced and controversial methods, fusing man and machine to keep Genji alive. And it worked. 
Genji became faster, stronger, and determined to destroy the Shimada Empire by any means necessary. However, as time went on, Genji became more and more aware of his cybernetic body, and the thoughts began to repulse him. He eventually left Overwatch and, like his brother, wandered the world looking for some kind of meaning or redemption. Years later, he crossed paths with a member of the Shambali, an Omnic monk named Zenyatta, who attempted to console and mentor the confused Genji. At first, Genji rejected Zenyatta and his teachings, but after lots of persistence on Zenyatta's part, he began to listen and understand. He accepted himself for what he was and that his human soul was still intact, regardless of his mostly robotic body. His whole outlook began to finally shift and he saw his new form as a gift as well as a unique opportunity. He moved into the monastery in Nepal with the Shambhali and for the first time, Genji Shimada felt truly at peace. Around the time that we see Winston recall the Overwatch agents, there's a second animation called Dragons. In Dragons, Hanzo had made his yearly trip back to Hanamura to honor Genji, whom he still believed dead. After dispatching some Shimada clan thugs, he knelt in front of the sword that he had used to kill his brother and quietly lit some incense. However, a figure loomed somewhere in the background. Thinking it another Shimada clan assassin, Hanzo struck. The two were evenly matched, but when Hanzo used his signature dragon strike, in which he summons a duo of blue spirit dragons that travel across the path of his arrow, he was surprised to see it countered by the seemingly omnic assassin who summons a green spirit dragon that inhabits his blade. Hanzo is dumbfounded and states that only a Shimada has the ability to harness the dragons. In a beautiful and intense moment, it's revealed that the assassin is his brother. Hanzo is shocked and horrified at what Genji has become, but Genji explains that he has come to peace with it, just like Hanzo needs to come to peace by forgiving himself because he is needed. He tells him that the world is changing and that it's time for Hanzo to choose which side he's on. That catches us up with the Shimada brothers and if you haven't watched the short animation yet, you should really check it out because it's wonderfully done. In fact, all of the animations that Blizzard has put out so far have been amazing and I know I'm not the first to say that I think they execute that style better than Pixar has. I honestly think it would be a missed opportunity if they didn't create an actual Overwatch movie of some kind. Even if it's too much cost per time to do that right now, an Overwatch anime style cartoon would also suit the franchise really well. Let me know what your favorite animation has been so far. For me, it's somewhere between Alive and The Last Bastion. But all the animations have been super touching and exciting, and they look amazing. I'd also be interested in what other animations you'd like to see Overwatch utilize. Do you agree with me that you want to see a movie or maybe an anime? Or do you just want to get more of the same short animations that we've been getting? And which characters would you like to see? Send me a message to ktl at nerdsloth.com and let me know. You can also catch me at SlurNerd on Twitter, but I think this response may need more than 150 characters. As always, thanks again for listening, and next week, we're going to talk about another interesting character rivalry that you might not even know exists if you don't already know the lore. So make sure you come back next week. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the Lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Efficia. Go to Efficia.com to hear more. I'm